fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening. We're finally here at Friday. I know everybody's so excited that it's Friday. Uh, some people are finishing up the work week and, uh, you know, it's just Friday. Everybody should be excited that it's Friday. But there's one thing I want to mention before I get into the show. We might have some technical difficulties because <clears throat> I don't know if you guys can hear, but I have probably the worst sore throat that I've ever had in my life. Like, it is it is bad. I'm honestly surprised that I can still talk right now. I have these uh, cough drops in that numb your throat, like literally numb it, and I can still feel the soreness in my throat. So that's how bad it is. But we are uh, so passionate about doing this podcast and so passionate about talking with all of you. Uh, <clears throat> I want to make sure we keep doing this stuff and, you know, we can't, we can't be, we can't be skipping Fridays uh, for a sore throat, right? I mean, it's just, you got to go on, you got to move on, you got to push on, you got to fight through it. So we're here today on the Friday and also Veterans Day. And I just want to say a special thing for our veterans. Holy cow. I mean, where would we be without these people? I actually uh, am blessed to know a lot of veterans and that served in different military branches. Obviously, excuse me, obviously I have never served in the military. Uh, I have some people in my you know, family that has served a little bit, but when it comes to the immediate family, uh, we don't have anybody that serves. So we take Veterans Day very, very seriously because we know that obviously our family is not sacrificing our time and just what our lives basically to go overseas and fight for our country and do the things that veterans are doing. And people need to understand how serious this is. I mean, people are literally sacrificing their freedom, sacrificing their lives and their time to make sure that we have freedoms of our own. And I think that's very special. And for young people like me, we have to make sure that we not only thank the veterans that are serving today, but thank the veterans that served hundreds of years ago and years ago. I mean, it's just so, I mean, to the, to the Civil War veterans, to the Revolutionary War veterans, to the Vietnam, Vietnam veterans, uh, the list goes on. I mean, we are so grateful for our military here in our country. Uh, we definitely wouldn't be the free country that we are. And, uh, you know, for the people out there that, you know, believe that freedom is free, well, that's not. It is not free. Uh, you have to sacrifice so much to be free. Our country has sacrificed so much to be free. And we need to keep remembering that and remembering the people who sacrifice their time and their basically time away from their family, their lives, getting their lives started, et cetera, to go serve. And then also to the people that actually gave their all, that literally died for us to be free. It's very important. So all the veterans out there, the Samuel McGuire Show, the Red Future Radio Network wants to thank you for your wonderful service, for your sacrifice. We will never forget we will never forget that I can tell you, and we will always be here for you and supporting you and everything you guys do. It's very important that we take care of our veterans. We take care of the people that are literally the backbone of this nation. Now, you can go ahead and say that, you know, there's several backbones of this nation and there's several because there's, because there are several, you know, people that hold up this nation, but wow, our military veterans, they are not treated the way they should be in today's world. And they do so much, and we have to understand that we have to keep that faith, keep that momentum 
to the vets and realize how much they do for our country. So all the veterans out there, thank you so much. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I cannot explain or tell you how much it actually means to me to actually be in a born American citizen and live in this great freaking country because this country is the best damn country in the world. I don't care what anybody tells you. It is the best. We might not have the best leadership, but it is the best damn country in the world because of the leaders, because of the military men and women that risk their lives, that sacrifice everything to make sure we are free. So uh, don't mess with America. These colors don't run. It's exactly how it was 150 years ago, 200 years ago, years ago. We're not changing. America is still America. And like Donald Trump says, the best is yet to come. The best is most definitely yet to come here in this great country. So, okay. Thank you, veterans. It's very important that we get into <clears throat> talking about veterans and thanking them for all their service. We're today with episode 76. If you haven't watched the previous episodes, please catch up. Some good content there. Me and GOP Josh had a wonderful election results podcast briefed kind of our thoughts on some of the main key races here in the uh here in our country and well kind of what we're expecting so we might talk a little bit about that a little bit more about that because we have some stuff in Arizona and Colorado that we know that we didn't know before but uh let's just go ahead and talk about what we're going to be talking about on the show today so the first thing's going to be Josh Williams and he's the uh he was the state rep candidate that we had on the show from the 44th district and uh we're going to talk about his state route, his race. <clears throat> I think it's it's crazy. It's awesome. I'm so excited to talk about that. And then the second thing is going to be who should lead the Republican Party moving forward following the results of the Tuesday night midterm elections. That's interesting. That'll be fun to talk about. And then the Biden administration announces another, well, not another, but a new package, a $400 million package to Ukraine. So we're going to be talking about that. And then last but not least, we're going to finish it off with the verse of the day. So, buckle in, strap up, it's going to be a good show, uh, and I hope you all have a great Friday. So, Josh Williams, let's go ahead and get started on that. <laughs> Josh Williams was the underdog of underdogs, has never ran for office before, has a wonderful story too. He should not be here, as some would say. <clears throat> if you listen to his story, or maybe the people who saw him or knew him while he was down knew that he would maybe not amount to anything. I don't know. But one thing we have to understand, and go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't yet. That's Josh Williams. Uh, he's a candidate for the 41st district in the state house, uh, state legislator. But his story is so wonderful, right? Uh, and his story should basically prove to you and prove to everyone that with God, all things are possible and anything is possible. You can get out of so, uh, all these bad situations that we're in today, right? If you're going through something, uh, if you're down in the outs, if you just got out of rehab or something, right? You feel like your life is just on the verge of ending, right? You're homeless. You don't know what's going on and your life is just upside down. <clears throat> Dig deep, find some motivation in your life get some grit and figure it out because that's exactly what Josh did. Josh took a very bad situation, you know, being overweight, being homeless, not graduating school, all of this stuff that was against him. So he could not succeed in the real world. He threw that all to the side. He said, I don't care what the people say. 
I don't care what, you know, <clears throat> oh, you don't have a degree. You didn't pass high school. You're not going to amount to anything. You're overweight. You're homeless. You'll never be a state rep. You'll never be a lawyer. Well, I tell you, something changed in his heart, gave him some grit, and he fought, and he actually, actually accomplished all of those goals that he had. And you're seeing that right here. And I guess I have to bring up the point that he flipped a blue district red. He flipped a blue district red. So, Josh Williams, you are that guy, my man. You are that guy. And technically, you know, <clears throat> I didn't say this to him personally because you shouldn't say this to people. But if I had, if I was a betting man and I was betting on this race, I would probably say that the Democrats going to win this one. You have to look into that district for the people who, you know, are into districting and like to look at the diet, you know, where the maps are set and whatnot. That, <coughs> excuse me, that district is most definitely a blue district. So how does Josh flip that district? Well, I just believe that's determination and grip. Now, also, too, I believe that we have a lot of problems in Ohio's elections. And I'm going to get to that because I have a wonderful video, too. This is something we're going to be talking about. I have a wonderful video I was able to take and record from uh, a meeting, a Board of Elections meeting in Defiance County that I was at. And the way they treated me was unbelievable. Uh, so it kind of stinks <laughs> that I went through that. Um, but I think you guys are going to find it humorous. I, I was supposed to be videotaping the whole video, but sadly, I, um, I didn't realize I wasn't recording. <laughs> so, you know, that happens from time to time, right? And, uh, you know, no one likes that when that happens. Um, I was very, very upset with myself. So when I realized I wasn't recording, I recorded, and I recorded for about two minutes, and it was just the ending of the meeting. But, ladies and gentlemen... I am going to do a lot better. I'm going to do a lot better at, uh, at basically recording this stuff, reporting it, putting it down so everybody can hear what I'm saying and everybody can hear what they're saying because I am so tired of looking like the bad guy all the time. All right, but we're going to get into that later. I'm sorry for the rant there. But Josh Williams flipped this, flipped this district, and he has a wonderful story, and I think it's really cool and it's really important that we talk about his race and we give him the shout out that he deserves because him flipping that and his medical and his pro pro medical freedom as he is pro life he could the sky's the limit for this guy i'm telling you the sky is the limit for mr josh williams if he continues to fight for the principles if he keeps doing exactly what the people of his district and what the people of ohio want him to do he could be Anything he wants to be, I'm telling you, we have, we have some good leaders coming up here in the state of Ohio. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have some really, really good leaders coming up here in the state of Ohio. And I can't wait to see what Josh is going to do from years to come. I hope that they're able to pass some medical freedom. I hope that they're able to pass some more electric, election integrity uh, laws and security. And maybe they can, you know hold down Mike DeWine a little bit better than what they did, you know, previous years to come. But obviously we don't have the majority like that. Um, it's most definitely going to be a rhino establishment uh, legislator. And that's also one thing that we don't want Josh to get sucked into, right? 
I want Josh to get sucked into a establishment sucker crazy atmosphere because that's exactly what the state house is in my opinion. And people go down there and they get sucked in really quick. But someone like Josh with his principles, how he feels about the way things are going, I really believe there's nothing to worry about with that gentleman. But we're also going to keep a close eye on him. Trust me, we're going to keep a close eye on all of the state legislators and we're going to be figuring out what they're doing in the time when the time comes uh, when they get back into session. So uh, give Josh Williams a shout out. If you want to follow him on uh, social media, go to social media, give him a congratulations. This is big for the whole state of Ohio. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the only black Republican in the legislature. It's a big deal for us. Shows how diverse our party is and how our party is moving forward for all people. And that, you know, the media can't say that Republicans are racist and Republicans don't work for black Americans because here we have a black American as a Republican serving in the state legislature. It's very important. It's very cool, too, by the way. But all right, this is a big one. This is a big one. And my throat, (coughs) it hurts. You can hear me coughing and struggling. But there's a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to try to do my best to keep talking and keep going. But if we have to cut the show shorter, uh, I'm sorry. You know, I wanted it to go 45 minutes to an hour today. I really did. So if we're not able to get that far, I'm sorry. But I, I really do believe some of you probably enjoy that, having a shorter show, et cetera. But anyway, um, who is going to lead the Republican Party in the years to come? Who's going to be the one leading it in 2024? Who's going to be the nominee? It's interesting, Correct. It's very interesting. So we have all types of things going on with Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, governor from Florida, obviously, and then President Donald J. Trump. So Donald Trump just hasn't made one statement. He just hasn't made one comment. He just hasn't made one, called Ron DeSantis one nickname. It's pretty serious that Donald Trump feels threatened about Ron DeSantis running for governor in 2024. Okay, and there's a statement that he put out, and I want to read it. <clears throat> I'm going to try to read it with my throat being the way it is. And uh, I think that if people don't, if people don't start paying attention and realizing that, you know, there's a lot of division going on right now in the Ohio Republican Party when there shouldn't have to be. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It makes me really hard to keep, it makes me hard to really keep putting faith in Donald Trump. For instance, people, I'm just going to, it's not like I don't have any faith in Donald Trump. Donald Trump is my president most definitely. But when you start saying stuff like, I mean, I'm just going to point it out here. I'm going to point it out. Well, I'm going to read the statement from president Trump. I believe it was on the 10th of November 10th. So it was yesterday. So news corporation, which is Fox, the wall street journal, and the no longer great New York Post. So <laughs> that's weird too, right? So New York Post is, uh, has always been, and I actually have a, a framed uh, newspaper from the New York Post when I was in the state of Florida, or I think I was in t- Kentucky. I was on my way to the state of Florida. I bought a no collusion, no obstruction mag- or a newspaper from the New York Post because it was just when Trump was vindicated, right? And uh, nothing was wrong. So the New York Post was most definitely for Trump, right? 
But obviously they've seen some things Trump has done, endorsing the vaccine, endorsing, you know, sadly bad candidates for uh, U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives, for governor, uh, unfortunately. Uh, many other things. So now New York Post is no longer great. He says, bring back COL. I don't know what that is. Is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious. Again, using the nickname. An average Republican governor with a great public relations who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors, who over, whose overall numbers for Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of the sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. So there's more to the statement, but let's just, I mean, so basically he's saying no matter who the governor is, no matter what kind of liberal crazy policies you have, people are still going to go to Florida because it's the sunshine state. Trump, there's a lot of nice things going on in California, but I, my ass is not going there. That I can tell you. And the fact that you don't understand that is just oblivious. So this is like the ignorancy from Trump that I just don't like, and I think a lot of people don't like. Okay, I'm not saying Ron DeSantis isn't the guy that we think he is. Trump might be trying to point some some stuff out, but this stuff makes me upset because no governor. I mean, I would love to go to California. Trust me, everyone. I would love to go visit California. I'm a traveler. I think traveling is very fun. I want to go. I want to go to all 50 states. But why would I want to go to a, sh- a crap hole like California right now when Gavin Newsom is the governor and especially live there? This guy is oblivious. This guy's oblivious when it comes to that stuff and how people actually think. And remember, he's calling uh, calling Governor Ron DeSantis an average governor, right? An average governor. So what is Mike DeWine to Donald Trump? Is Mike DeWine just an average governor or would he actually be willing to call Mike DeWine a globalist? So that's some stuff that we're hopefully we're able to get some questions out of Donald Trump when he comes and campaigns again in 2024 if he decides to campaign. But anyway, let's move on to the second paragraph. So Ron, Ron came to me desperate shape, in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putnam, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had, a la- Ron had low approval bad polls, and no money. But he said that if I endorsed him, he could win. I don't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. This is also something I don't understand. You didn't know Joe Blystone either. You knew Jim Renacci, but you didn't know Joe Blystone. So why was there never any type of willingness to meet with Joe Blystone and get to know Joe? Because he didn't have the cash, didn't have the political name ID, wasn't giving anything to benefit Trump. I don't know. So he says, let's give it a shot, Ron. So when he endorsed him, it was as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Weird, right? These are his, these are his quotes. A nuclear weapon went off. Years later, the, <laughs> there were the exact words that Adam Putnam used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, when I, he said, I went from having it made with no competition 
to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. Then I got Ron by the star of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gilliam, who was later revealed to be a crackhead (laughs) by having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one. I I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gilliam. But after the race, when the votes were, stole, were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down tens of thousands of votes a day, along with the new Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of votes necessarily to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. And now Ron, just sanctimonious again, is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run, if President Trump runs. And he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. Which Trump has some, has some uh, you know, has a point there. Ron just sort of came out and said, no, I don't, I don't have any, any, pro, I don't, I don't have any aspirations to challenge the president in 2024. He is most likely going to be our governor. He's going to be our president. He's going to be the nominee. That's something I would support if I was Governor Ron DeSantis too, right? Because this is why I don't understand this whole nonsense about these two fighting back and forth. One, Trump should be pushing Ron to stay governor and then run in 2028, if anything, because the Florida, the, the Floridians need a state sovereignty, state sovereign governor. Because that's what the main thing is, people. You want your state sovereignty. If you don't have your state sovereignty, the federal government is going to take control, and then we're going to have even more problems. And you know that we don't need that. But here we go to the last paragraph. This is just like 2015 and 16, a media assault collusion. When Fox News fought me to the end until I won, and then they couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. The Wall Street Journal loved low-energy Jet Bush, index succession, a succession excuse me, of the people as they rapidly disappeared from sight, finally falling in line with me after I easily knocked them out one by one. We're in the exact same position now. They will keep coming after us, MAGA, but ultimately we will win, put America first, and make America great again. So that is the statement from the 45th President of the United States on Ron DeSantis and what he thinks going on there. It's impressive. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, why is it that big of a deal? Why can we not try to unify and, and, and it's weird because obviously now Trump is going to be having problems with the Florida GOP. Because I would think a lot of people in Florida would be supporting their governor, Ron DeSantis, especially what he's done throughout COVID. So the thing is, why is he not willing to f- have fights and, you know, bad relations with Bob Paducic and Mike DeWine and the Ohio Republican Party. Because I'm telling you, if Trump 
is on DeWine's team and DeSantis isn't on DeWine's team, I'm sorry, Trump. But if I'm picking sides, I'm not picking the side that DeWine's on. That I can tell you. That I can tell you. So for as much as Trump is calling out the most based governor in the country, I would say, is quite ridiculous. Because if anything, he should be calling out the most corrupt Republican governor. That's Mike DeWine. But he refuses to do that. He pulls him up on his stage at a rally and then makes himself look like a fool after we boo him off. Because nobody wants to hear that freaking clown talk. No one. So it's very important that we did just that. But I think this is going to be talked about a lot. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think it's a waste of time. Like I've said, these two should not even be talking about this situation. This should all be focused on 2024 and getting probably Donald Trump elected in 2024, letting him finish out the four years, and then getting someone like Ron DeSantis to run in 2028. We have to keep this train moving, but us fighting like this does nothing but make us look weaker make us look even more stupid and more unorganized. And I'm telling you, people, we cannot look like that in the conservative movement. But that's why I'm so upset with the Republican Party. You know, That's why I am so upset with the Republican Party. And I'm not saying I would side with the Democrats, but geez, like how hard is it to get what needs to get done? right? How, how hard is it to move some differences off to the side to get what you want, to get what the people want, to get what the main, to get what we need, not just what we want. So it's definitely stuff to talk about. I mean, Ryan DeSantis and and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan DeSantis and Donald Trump are going to be uh, probably probably <coughs> excuse me probably talking about this for the next I don't know. The fifteenth is going to be crazy. That I can tell you. Um, don't really know what's going to happen. Don't know if he's announcing or not, but it'll definitely suck up all the air out of the room if Trump decides to announce. And, you know, I believe it's all of his choice. It's his right if he wants to announce or not. And no matter what the GOP says, I believe he should. Because the GOP is just, I mean, the GOP is the GOP. And we need to understand that they're not doing anything really good for us. Uh, I'm talking about we the people. Every time I talk about us, I'm talking about we the people. Um, That's everybody. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. But let's go ahead and move on to this $4 million um, going to Ukraine. So today the Department of Defense announces, or excuse me, yesterday, the Department of Defense announces the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance valued up to $400 million to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. The alteration is is the uh, Biden administration's 25th drawdown of equipment from DOD invent excuse me investors for Ukraine since 2021 of August. So 25th, ladies and gentlemen, the 25th drawdown. How much freaking military money and crap are we going to send to these goons? 
are we going to keep supporting the neo-Nazi Ukrainians? I mean, come on. We have uh, <clears throat> Fort Myers Beach destroyed. People waiting on FEMA checks. People waiting on money. People trying to get resources and stuff so people can have their normal lives back. But yet we're going to send $400 billion to Ukraine. People, this is insane. This is insane. And if you read the list here stuff, it... They shouldn't be getting any of these weapons, first off. Because what do we do? We make these weapons, we produce these weapons, we pay for them, and then we give them to the enemy. Just give them right to the enemy. We have a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to stop this nonsense of sending money to Ukraine. If you're young, if you're old, if you just want to say something, Please, write your congressman, write your congresswoman, state legislator, governor, senator, attorney general. Put them all in an email. Let them know that this is BS and they should stop because they're basically giving our future away. It's exactly what they're doing. And, you know, if it doesn't stop anytime soon, our economy is going to collapse, our money system is going to collapse, and we're going to have nothing and they're basically going to rule this country with a one-world government. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm telling you, this sore throat is the worst, and I think we're going to be wrapping it up here. We're going to be wrapping it up. But there's one thing I want to mention, and that's, you know, my voting experience. Um, just, just, just Tuesday. So, obviously, I go in there and I request a paper ballot, okay, every time. I think it's important. I think we should all be voting on paper. You can request one, uh, but obviously the people in the polling booth, they don't tell you, oh, we have paper ballots if you like to vote on paper and you wouldn't not, you know, to vote on the machine. The first time I went, they had no idea I could even do a paper ballot. They said, well, I don't think you can do that. Well, I said, yeah, you can, yeah. So they had to get their supervisor or whatever. They got me the paper ballot. Anyway, this time, I'm going into the election booth, asking for my paper ballot, showing my ID, doing all that stuff. They gave me the paper ballot. They actually gave me a privacy and a chair and a desk to sit down this time. And, and uh, I was able to do my thing. So, got done. I don't do anything unless they tell me to do it. They told me to take my ballot over there and uh, put it in the machine. <laughs> well, there's a piece of thing on the bottom, and I knew that there was a piece of thing on the bottom. But again, I don't do anything unless they tell me to do it. So anyway, I'm walking over to the machine, and then there's this woman that I had problems with the first time I voted May, or excuse me, the first time I voted with paper May 3rd. And she would stand over the machine, hover over the machine, and basically look at my ballot, okay? I find it obnoxious, and I find it rude, and I find it, like, ridiculous that she's even standing over the machine looking at my ballot. I asked her the first time, May 3rd, to move away, stop looking at my ballot. She would refuse to do that and didn't do it. So, here we are again. Same girl, right? And I know this is an experience. I want her away from my ballot. I believe everybody should have the secrecy of, of ballot secrecy. Uh, do people not agree with that? Does the Defiance County Board of Elections not agree with that? So, anyway, I believe that, you know, there should be ballot secrecy. 
So I walk over there again. I say, can you please step away from the machine? I don't want you looking at my ballot. Oh, I'm not looking at your ballot. You're looking at my ballot. Whether you think you're looking at it or not, I see you staring at my ballot as you're staring at the machines. Please step away and let me insert the machine, insert the ballot into the machine. I didn't even get that rude. I'm just rude about it because I'm, I, what happened after the fact? <clears throat> so, um, I put the I put the machine or I put the ballot in the machine twice. It spits it back out twice. Okay. They don't she just says, keep putting it in there. Spit it out. Keep putting it in there. Spit it out. So then she calls over her mom. I'm guessing it was her mom, now that I find out some more stuff. Calls over her mom and says, We have a problem here. What's the problem? Well, she's looking at my ballot. I don't want to Oh, you know, she, she they don't have very good eyes. They're we're old. We don't have good eyes. No one's it's not, it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like what, what allows the excuse first off? Okay. You can see things if you look close enough. Old people have contacts, they have glasses. Yeah. Like that's not an excuse to, to stand over somebody's ballot and look at it. So then her mom got really upset because I was basically calling this girl out on, um, you know, excuse, excuse me. The daughter is the one that's in charge of the Board of Elections. So her mom is the one that I'm basically asking politely to move away from my ballot as she's not doing it. And remember, she did this in May 3rd, too. So as she's looking at my ballot, we're back to, you know, her, her, her daughter coming over, the head of the board. And she uh, says, you have to, can you take off that bottom thing? Well, yes, I would love to take off the bottom piece, the bottom tabulation piece. But I can tell you, no one told me to do that. So here I am sticking my ballot in for a third time as several people have done looked over my ballot. Okay. So. I put it in. Have some words exchanged. She's telling me to leave, getting rude with me. And I'm just saying you don't have to be so rude. This is people voting. It's kind of a disgrace you're treating people like this. And remember, didn't do a very good job recording. Should have had the camera on. Remember, it wasn't on. <clears throat> so we leave. And I'm thinking, and also too, she threatened to call the sheriff on me, by the way. She literally threatened to call the sheriff on me. She's, she's, she's nuts. This girl's nuts. <clears throat> so anyway... I get out and I'm kind of thinking, and I'm like, what, what, what can I do here? You know, what, what can I do? So I'm going to call the board of elections. I'm going to figure out where, what type of a complaint you file for this and whatnot. I mean, cause a complaint definitely needs filed. So they said, get a hold of the County commissioners. It'll be David Kern, Mick Pekraski or uh, Dana Phipps. Or get a hold of the secretary of states. Well, I'd love to get hold of Frank. I most definitely would, but I can tell you, Probably not gonna have a fun time talking to me, but I probably will contact the office anyway because I think that he should know what's going on here in Defiance. But anyway, <clears throat> um, I contact the board. They tell me that you know there's whatever uh, the commissioners contact the commissioners, the secretary of states. There's a meeting, uh, seven fifteen that day, that night. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is wonderful. There's a meeting that day I can go to, a public meeting at 7.15. So I show up to the meeting, okay? I show up to the meeting. 
And as they all got here, as they all got sat down, she did her spiel, whatever, you know, I don't even really know what she was talking about. Um, it's the first time out of War of Elections meeting. So she comes out and says that, you know, I have stuff to do. I'm not going to sit around this stuff. Sam has stuff to brief you guys with. And that's all I have to say. She gets her stuff. She packs up. She leaves. So the board leader is gone. She's left. She don't even want to hear what I have to say. And remember, I'm coming here as an adult, as somebody trying to talk things out with people. And yet she is leaving. So I find this like totally childish, immature, unprofessional, unelectable. And so, for, so somebody that cannot be controlling our elections, obviously she's got some serious problems. Okay. So anyway, she leaves. I do my spiel. And I'm like, well, that's not how I really wanted to go. And this kind of just makes it honestly worse. But here I go. So I give my spiel. I told him exactly what I just told you. And they kind of, they kind of gave me, gave like some 55, well, we weren't there. We don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's cameras. There's got to be something, right? We can, we can figure this out. I just want people to be held accountable for their actions. That's all. Okay. Or I at least want them to be told that they can't do that. Or when someone is a voter is asking them politely to do something for them to feel more comfortable about casting their ballot, that the poll worker should do it. Right. And not argue with the freaking voter. The public servant, not the public servant, but the person that is voting. It is crazy that this was even a discussion. But anyway, there's another girl to the right. I didn't catch her name. I should have catched her, caught her name. I will get her name and she will be exposed. Trust me on this. All these people will be exposed. All of them. I did not catch her name. <clears throat> and she was talking while I was talking. I just can't do this. I just can't do this. I just can't do this. That's what she was saying. So I stop what I'm saying and I say, ma'am, what can't you do? What can't you do? What is the problem? I'm not going to waste my time in here and listen to you talk about, you know, all of this. And I do my job so well. And there's no one should be telling me I don't do my job. Ma'am, when did I tell you that you don't do your job well? When did I say that? And then she gets up and leaves. So there's two people that worked for the Defiance County Board of Elections have walked out and left when a servant, when a, when a public participation person has came in to speak. What does that tell you about our Board of Elections, ladies and gentlemen? What does that tell you? They are bureaucrats. They don't care about your opinion. They don't care what you think. They don't care what happened to you on election day. They don't. As long as they're getting paid and they're doing what they want, what they like, what they enjoy, they have no problems. So ladies and gentlemen, be ready for some pot stirring with the Defiance County Republican Party with the Defiance County Board of Elections, with the Defiance County Commissioners, with the Defiance Mayor, the list goes on. I am going to do whatever I can to expose these people with every last drop of blood in my body. I am going to do it and do it nonstop. Now, obviously, I'm going back to Florida in a couple weeks because I'm helping out with the hurricane. But trust me, when I get back, when I get back to this wonderful county, with the wonderful people inside the county, we are going to group 
We are going to organize and we are going to fight. We're going to fight like hell and we're going to take back our county. We're going to take back our state and we're going to take back our nation. That I can tell you. But I want to mention, <laughs> not mention, but I want to play this video that I mentioned. And it was the ending of the uh, the video. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was the ending of the meeting. It, it's, it, it, it's something, right? Let's just play it. Play clip, please. That's it. You know. So, so there's no repercussion of poll workers looking at my ballot. So I don't think I don't. I know it's there. I don't know if, if poll workers look at your ballot or not. Okay. Yes, and we're gonna take your concern under advisement with the board. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. And like I said, we can let you know. When we okay. Start. When's the yeah. next board meeting? I think we have another one set for November 21st. Same time, 7:15. No, it's not. It's 8 a.m. We'll look into it. We'll take your matter. Yeah, we hear your concern. Well, I wasn't. I, I, I don't know where I was argumented from. I, I think that you can, I guess. It's my observation. So you can just make an observation and not have any backing for it, or. I'm not going to argue with you, sir. And I wasn't trying to argue. Yeah, I know. I don't think. I don't. Yeah, we. I, I don't think we were arguing until you said you're arguing. And I was asking yeah. what her See, problem was. I short, but Charlie had to go check the Dropbox at right. 7.30, so 7.27, Charlie. So yeah. I'm not saying we can yeah. give you some more time if you want, but everybody's got to plan yeah. for five minutes okay. so I'm, I'm, Charles, I'm Charles Gray, the chair of the board. Is Ian Weber, he's a member of the board. Introduce yourself, girl. Steve Sonderhart. Penny Bagel. Penny Bagel. There's two, two Democrats and two Republicans. And, and the thing is, I came to this meeting as a human being, right? Trying to make amends, not be a jerk. And I think it takes courage also to come to these meetings and talk to you guys. And I feel like you guys are to like, like that, like, like, how does that make anybody want to be involved in what you guys do? How does that make anybody want to vote? Do you realize that we have no, we, do you realize the turnout in voting in our country, both sides? Do you think that I want to tell people that they should just, vote? I mean, this is ridiculous. This, this meeting is adjourned Excuse me. Excuse me. I was laughing. And then they shut me up. They shut me up. As I'm trying to say, like, guys, be more freaking, uh, be more accountable for your jobs, right? You guys are the election officials. You guys are running our freaking elections here in the state of Ohio. You have 20% of the population voting, the registered voters. What the hell is going on? Like, geez, Louise. It's crazy. But no, be looking forward to more of that. That's a wonderful clip. I should honestly put that on the uh, social media, which is more people, I think, that listen to the podcast than they even see my social media, so... <laughs> I don't know if that'll help, but anyway, yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff, but I hope you enjoyed that stuff. I'm going to keep fighting, and I'm going to keep getting you this content and these videos. These elected officials, they're not very bright. They're not very bright, that I can tell you, but all right, let's go ahead and move, and, and some, these aren't elected officials. A lot of these people are appointed people, so I, I guess, I know, I got to rephrase that, but anyway, let's go to the verse of the day. It's so important to bring Jesus Christ into our lives. He's the one that's helping me fight this battle and fighting all of this battle. It's a spiritual battle. We've always been in a spiritual war that you have to remember, but he is the one that's giving me so much fight and so much courage to do what I do. 
and and I'm telling you guys, it's not you know, it's not it's not like oh you know you're 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 doing a podcast, you're you're doing this politics stuff. It's you know you're 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 so strong and brave. I mean, it's not like that. It's not like you're going into a den of wolves or something like that. Obviously, which technically you are, <laughs> but um, it it is it is it feels when you when you come to Christ, when you keep coming to Him, when you ask Him, what do I do? You ask Him for advice. You keep doing all of those little things. Your life goes much more simpler, as I should put it, okay? And you just have that spiritual connection, right? You know, like me saying, me like all those things, asking about, well, is there going to be, you know, I'm asking God, what do I say? Tell me what to say. Tell me what to tell these people. I don't. I didn't bring a. I didn't bring a piece of paper. I wish I would have recorded my speech. I hit the wrong button. Ugh. I wish I would have recorded my speech. I did so well, you know. Like I do most of these podcasts. I don't. I. There's a few notes. The verse of the day. What we're going to talk about, and that's about it. That, that's about it. So, yeah. But let's go ahead and move on to the verse of the day. This one comes out of the book of Ephesians. This is Ephesians one, chapter eighteen, verse nineteen. Or excuse me, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Excuse me. So I pray that you will know the blessing God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe. Who believe? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. It's so important to know God has blessings for us. And you need to worry about money, your car, what you have, and whatnot. Guys, you're already rich. You're already rich. Think about it like that. And then also, too, if you're an American citizen, think about how more rich you are now. The blessings are most definitely there. We just got to identify them and know that, you know, there's a lot of good things happening in this world. There's also a lot of negative, but we gotta we gotta seek out the good, and try to keep the good, and not letting the bad overtake the good, because you're seeing a lot of you know craziness happening in this world. But try to block that out and find Christ. Christ will help you push you, and uh, do all sorts of things for you, in my opinion. But alrighty. I appreciate you all listening for the show. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Have a lot of fun. Be safe. Spend time with family. And I hope you guys stay warm uh, back in the great state of Ohio. And now it is starting to chill back down again after that wonderful day Thursday. My goodness. Uh, it's like you couldn't keep me inside. But anyway, you're going to get more of that. You're not going to get le- You're going to get less of them and more of your gloomy days and rainy days. But remember... Summer will be here before you know it. Spring will be here before you know it. The warm weather will be back. We'll be celebrating again. And some of you will be asking for it to be cooler again. That I can tell you. So just think about the positives and think about the things that are going to come. And we believe that they are the best. But anyway, I look forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. If you haven't already, please check out our website, theredfutureradio.com. My social media is at Samuel C. McGuire. We have Facebook, Twitter, True Social, Instagram, Getter, Telegram, Frank Social, and TikTok. My email is SamuelCMcGuire at gmail.com. God bless every single one of you. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care.
This is The Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio.